Greetings, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Listening to the Earth podcast, which is on the occasion of Earth Day 2023. And I'm extremely honored and inspired to be with Cynthia George today. Cynthia has been really a would say an angel of Gaia spreading light all over the world uh, since many decades. She has been uh, at the heart of a movement initiated 30 years ago, planting earth treasure vases around the globe to support healing and protection of the earth. Uh, this was a, a practice that was given to her by a lama in Charak Rinpoche, uh, whom she met in a cave. He was 106 years old, and in response to her question, how can we bring healing and protection to the earth, he suggested filling these earth vases with prayer's intention and planting them. She has been doing this. They're now 55 to 60, and these vases are kept on being nourished by prayers of people from all over the world. And Cynthia can tell us a little bit more also if you want to join in. She's a Dharma teacher in the tradition of Tishnat Han, who's also been practicing uh, in the Tibetan tradition for many, many years. So it's an absolute delight to be with you, Cynthia. Thank you for accepting our invitation. Mm, it's wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me, Charlotte. <laughs> And uh, so, Cynthia, as I was introducing a little bit the Listening to the Earth movement, I was sharing how our um, invitation is to be connecting spirituality with activism, but also policy, especially as we're in very trying times facing complex challenges like climate change and massive environmental degradation. And I've been curious in all this work of weaving light around the world and placing these earth vases and inviting people there to be protecting, but I imagine also listening to the land. Are there any messages or, or any learnings you have acquired in this in these many decades of practice that you think can inspire change makers or policy makers who, who can play a role in trying to steer our world towards more regeneration? Mm. <laughs> well, that is the question of the day, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> you know, the first thing that comes is that each of us has our own um, gifts, our own path, our own purpose, our own sacred offering. And um, the opportunity that we have today, I think, is to um, really own that own the treasure that we are each of us own the the gifts that we are filled with um that are so often you know covered up with our ideas of what we think we should do or what the culture or society or our families tell us we should do that is actually part of um a dying system and instead to look deeply you know to to uh, go out in nature because mother nature is such a um profound ally for us today in fact i consider her to be my greatest teacher so um she to me is an embodiment of the the buddha the dharma and the sangha or the 
the teacher, the teachings and the community um, just so beautifully embodied in all the living systems of Mother Earth. Um, but to, to, it, it, to access, to open to what is within each of us that we love and care about most, you know, because that is, that is where we need to put our energy. And that I feel is the message that, that she's given me anyway. And I've seen it in so many people who come forward to work with these little holy vessels, as I call them, the earth treasure vases, um, because the, the assignment is really, you know, where in the world do you feel called to wanting to take such a little holy vessel filled with your own prayers and offerings um, and those of your community, um, those of the, 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 the folks that you will be meeting in the place that you would take it. Everywhere around the whole planet, there are issues, there are um, problems, there are needs that need to be healed. You know, there's nowhere <laughs> that is um, immune to the imbalance that we're, we're experiencing on planet Earth today. So um, the need is very great, but it really is a question of, of um, what, what moves you? What, what wakes you up at three o'clock in the morning, as uh, Andrew Harvey would say? You know, that the sort of person who founded, in a way, the, the movement of sacred activism. Um, you know, that's what we need to uh, give our attention to and to dedicate our lives to. Because in a sense, <clears throat> in a very big sense, a very important sense, we're not separate from the earth. We are the earth. And so whatever we do, we do to her. We do to, to the living web of life. And um, <clears throat> so in terms of policy, <laughs> you asked about policy. Um, you know, maybe we start with the policy of our own lives. How are we living our lives? What are we feeding? What spirit are we feeding with our own lives? Where is that spirit going? Is it contributing to life? Or is it contributing to um, our demise? I mean, we, it, we want to be very um, conscious of what it is that we're um, doing with our precious life force energy. And um, in many cases, in order to know what to do, we need to stop. Even if it's just for, you know, 15 minutes, and take a breath, return, as Thich Nhat Hanh would say, to the present moment without any um, <clears throat> sort of ideas or concepts of what it is we think we should do, and just rest. And that's one of the things that Mother Gaia really needs is for us to stop and rest for a little while. She needs that, right? Oh, um, out of a place of stopping uh, come new insights, 
new, new uh, understandings, clarity. You know, like it's like we see things that we can't see when we're constantly busy all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's where the new uh, directions are going to come from. It's very inspiring and very timely advice <laughs> for, for myself and for colleagues with whom we're working. And uh, yes, I've often felt recently it's urgent to slow down. There's a, a fabulous writer and speaker named Bayo Akomalafe who, who says that from, from his home country in Nigeria, you know, times are urgent, we must slow down. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and and we saw with, with the COVID pause, how when we stopped, how fast nature could blossom once more, be it in the waters or in the sky or the, mm -hmm. yes. And, and thank you for this invitation to remind ourselves that we are also born to allow the flow of creative life to come through us and irrigate the world. I, I find that one thing that, tends to be difficult for that is a sense of guilt. Um, in, in many situations, we feel we're polluting, like we, we have, even as consumers, when we want to make conscious choices and how we transport or what food we, we eat, we're somehow constrained and maybe we feel we're not doing enough. Or I feel sometimes there's so much emphasis on the guilt and we're damaging the planet that you know, at the end of the day, the conclusion can just get rid of the humans, whereas we see how life often thrives when there's a healthy collaboration between uh, humans and nature. What, what do you think the Earth or Gaia might be telling us about this, this guilt? <laughs> how can we handle it? Well, I don't really think guilt is going to get us very far. It's, it's not a constructive energy. And um, it doesn't really serve because it it shuts us down guilt and just makes us feel bad you know and and the opportunity here the the assignment the 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 calling is to engage in a constructive way in a way that's um that's actually positive that is leading to the restoration and regeneration of life not spiraling down into some negative cesspool of, you know, pollution and destruction, right? We got enough of that. So it, it really is an opportunity to um, sort of find, first of all, find our tribe, find, find those with whom we feel good and who we can share vision and engagement and creative juices, get those creative juices flowing. Because yes, if you look at nature, if you look at, at the web of life, what do you see? You see incredible creativity, like we could never have imagined. And, and here we are, these, these little human beings walking around making such a mess. But in fact, think of all the creative, um, offerings that human beings have brought forth on this planet, you know? And so we have incredible resources to draw from, incredible um, 
uh, creative, wise um, uh, ideas. And, um, and, and I think we have everything we need, right, to, to turn the ship around. And, and of course, we need to um, listen to our indigenous elders who know so much about living in harmony with nature for such a long, 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 long time. Um, and there's, there's, you know, we need to learn those lessons because we've gotten ahead of ourselves. We've taken advantage of the situation. We've been so destructive. We've raped the earth. We've, we've poisoned the earth. All of that, you know, we've oppressed people, whatever it is we, you know, the, the killing, the destruction, all of it has got to, um, transform. It's got to change in order to, for life to, to continue. You know, we really have reached that point. So how do we engage with life? How do we engage with um, what is going to take us where we need to go? One of my great teachers is a woman here in New Mexico, uh, where I live, uh, who's a Native American um, elder and artist and activist. Her name is Marian Naranjo, and she talks about feeding the spirit of what we want to see in the world. You know, and this is what, what in a sense, the treasure vases and all kinds of spiritual practices are doing is feeding the spirit of what we want to see, not getting pulled under and feeding the spirit of what's no longer working. So we, we turn to life. We turn to beauty. We turn to, um, uh, peace. We turn to the, the, the quality of relations in balance and harmony with, with the earth and with all beings. And, and, and we feed that spirit in our own lives. And that is, um, you know, that catalyzes an energy in each of us that is then participatory with nature, with the seasons with um, the, you know, the trees and the healthy soils and the waters um, with, with healthy relationships and communities, you know, so it's going to take a real collective awakening, I think, for us to uh, regenerate this planet and, um, and wake up. Because basically what we're talking about is a, is an awakening, you know, to this web of life, to, um, the beauty of what we have, um, and, and, and the preciousness of it, because it is, we wouldn't be here, right? Without it. We wouldn't have what we have without, without her. I mean, I could go on and on, but maybe there's, that's enough of that. <laughs> Oh, it's tremendously inspiring, and and thank you, um, because the tone of your voice is embodying what you're saying, <laughs> conveying that 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 creativity that can pour out of us when we are in that position of listening and offering and allowing ourselves to be a vessel. So thank you for for showing us what that can be. But, and that was actually my my another question is. Maybe not everybody uh, who is listening to us is is 
that has a practice of what we could call listening to the earth or connecting to Gaia. I know you've also, you are teaching courses on um, Arya Gaia and how to connect to the noble, beautiful Gaia. Could you maybe share a few tips for somebody who's curious about in increasing the quality of relationship with the nature around them? Maybe some tips or mm -hmm. even if you ins feel inspired to guide a, a short short practice or, or we could even maybe end by by sharing a short moment of, of contemplation with a, mm. a little prayer or whatever you feel inspired but anything that our listeners can can can, can try basically mm -hmm. in their daily life well thank you the <clears throat> i think really one of the most important things is to go and find a place that you love that is a place in nature. Um, if that is really impossible, then bring a little nature into your home, you know, into your apartment, into your um, your dwelling, wherever that is. And but to um, make contact with the earth, because so many of us are alienated from from nature, from our own nature. And that's why it's so hard to know what is my true calling? What is my, my precious offering? You know, what it, even do I love? It's so, so um, hard to connect with that, right? When we're just going, going, going all of the time or um, living in such a way that we're out of touch with the cycles of nature. So I always suggest that people might take time to um, go find a spot, you know, sit on a rock or put your back up against a tree or dig your hands in the soil and just bow down, you know, touch your head to the earth and um, feel, feel life, feel life, go to the shore, um, gaze out at the ocean, put your toes in the water in a river and, and um, make contact and allow yourself to be moved by that contact you know and to, and then to stop for a moment and just feel what all those living systems have done over all this time and give thanks just give thanks and, and then breathe, you know, because every time we breathe consciously, we're, we're, we're breathing in that life force energy of Mother Earth, of all the, the plants and trees and animals and other humans and, and everything. And we, you know, without our breath, there's no life, you know, so um you know maybe we take a little water from we we ask if it's okay to take a little water from the stream and then we go and water the roots of the closest tree you know those are very simple ways we we eat a meal you know and maybe we have leftovers if we're lucky we have leftovers on our plate we can go and offer that outside to uh, some of the animals you know, the birds Things like that are ways to um, to connect and to receive instructions from this great teacher 
of which we are an intimate part. And to not, not um, um, disrespect the fact that we are an intimate part of the whole of life on earth. And that each of us has an important role to play, even if it's in your own backyard or in our own little tiny family community, you know, it's important. We are each valuable. She's counting on us. She's counting on us. You know, so even if we are despairing, even if we are um, <clears throat> struggling with how to stay afloat, many of us are, maybe the majority of us are, um, we, can, we can find uh, great strength and power in a relationship with, with, uh, with the earth. Thank you. Thank you, Cynthia. Indeed. Um, she teaches us and she, she supports us. Um, I think we're going to draw, we're close to closing. Is there anything else you would like to share with our listeners before we, we say goodbye? Uh, knowing that I'll, I do invite all of you listening to go visit the GaiaMandala.net beautiful website where you can see all that has been done with the earth treasure vases and, and join, sign up for the newsletter and join the full moon meditations or see the courses that Cynthia is offering. Mm -hmm. but Cynthia, any, any last words or? Well, I would, I, yeah, I would just say that every full moon, you know, is a, is a time when they say in many spiritual traditions that all of our prayers are, um, magnified and um, uh, enhanced uh, through the power of the full moon. So it's a time we've chosen to do a, a beautiful meditation collectively uh, every month. And that meditation includes a visualization of this, what I call kind of a web of light around the whole earth with these nodes um, or these locations where the earth treasure vases have been planted in the body like acupuncture needles you know in the body of of um the earth and um each of those locations is the each of those treasure vases is filled with um prayers and intentions and offerings that are in, intended to bring healing and protection to the earth and when they when you start to see them connected to each other and as they say in australia the song lines of of all that energy going between them you begin to get a sense of this of this um living being that whole earth is and also the living prayers the living intentions because of course our actions come from somewhere they come from our intentions so we start there and then we see what flows out of that you know and we strengthen as i was saying before that which we want to see in the world through this practice and it's it's very um supportive and up uplifting so i would just hope that i would get to see you charlotte and others in your community and who might be listening to this coming in to, to be with us in this way and to be with yourselves in this kind of way 
and to get creative about, you know, again, what we love and care about most, you know, to give our attention to that, to, to water those seeds and see them grow strong because uh, that's, that's what will um, be the, the energy that will fuel the healing that is so called for. Yeah. Thank you, Cynthia. I will surely join. And thank you for um, being a, a shower of light and love, <laughs> for showing us what love in action looks like. Uh, and uh, we wish you really all the very best in the beautiful light weaving you are doing around the world. And, and thank you. Thank you, because I think we're all benefiting from that. So mm. thank you for all you've been doing all this time. My pleasure. It's it's what I live for. It's what what I uh, am here to share. So, thank you for inviting me. Oh, 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 oh,